Uh, I've got uh, a mixed pear wine with uh, kombucha. Ooh, it's been a while. It's been a while since you've done dollars. one of these. It's been a while since you've done one of these combos. <laughs> oh, I've been doing them in the background. I just don't mention <laughs> them as often. Oh, okay. Because usually, yeah, I guess we haven't we haven't talked about what we've been yeah. drinking. I'm actually drinking a little coffee and gin. Believe it. There or not. you go. Interesting. That's a. There you go. It is very good. <laughs> All right. Coffee and gin better than whiskey and gin. I, or uh, be- better than whiskey and gin. Better than whiskey and uh, coffee. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I'll have to, it, I'll have to try it. I can't you, knock it. Especially, especially if it has like a creamer element. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Like I got a just like a mocha kind of coffee thing with a little bit of gin in there. Yeah. No. I think about it. Like I feel like gin- juniper would go well with a coffee. Dude, I used to one of the when I first started drinking. This is gross, but I used to drink literally a glass. Like I'd fill a glass with ice, like all the way to the top. And then, well, it'd be a pint glass, so it wouldn't technically be half and half, but I would fill it halfway with Bailey's, and I would get the Bailey's with a hint of mint chocolate flavor, mm-hmm. and then halfway the rest with chocolate milk. Fucking delicious. Yeah, man. no, that it sounds just good. I don't know what you're you, talking about. And sense. then if you just add gin to that, oh. delicious, still delicious. <laughs> not, not a ton. You can't go heavy oh, on that. That is a bridge too far, I think. Why? Gin and chocolate, gin it like it's like a mousse, like a martini, like a chocolate martini. As like, someone that's mixed milk and soda together in my childhood many times and let that curdle oh. in my stomach, I think you're going for similar vibes. Yeah, there. that's the thing. Like maybe <laughs> I associate milk with just like bad times now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Hey, folks. And John Hines. Hello. And we are back, as always, to talk about some video games. Video games. And I got to tell you guys, I've got, <laughs> I've got Boba Fever. I know we mm-hmm. talked about Pack Fever a few weeks ago. We did. And I, we've, we've all been checking out this new indie game from a few of our kind of pals, I guess we can say. Yeah. Uh, Connor Grail, I know we've mentioned a ton of times on the podcast, oh, yeah. the music for this game. Uh, again, the name of the game is Boba. Um, Boba, Boba. And uh, it's like kind of like a precision arcade puzzle platformer. And again, Connor Grail on the tunes. And then uh, Casey McNeil does like the programming level design for the most part. And then uh, Dalton Levy does the uh, art and stuff. But they collaborate on everything pretty much, you know. Um, but yeah, this new game uh, came out and it's like a kind of bite-sized puzzle platformer, uh, or more arcadey, like precision platformer, yeah. puzzly, I guess. But yeah. but it still has like some, you got to figure out some of the levels or, you know, it has a little bit of that. But yeah, there's like kind of 32 bite-sized single screen levels to play through. And on top of that, there's like a full-blown level editor, which we'll probably get into a little deeper on another episode. We'll, we'll touch on it a little bit here, but mm-hmm. like I know I, I've had a little bit of time. I made a couple levels, uh, and it's it's like really easy to use. It feels really cool, and again, we'll talk about that some more. But yeah, kind of like Self we talked about before, it has that same kind of feel. They're looking yeah. to expand this game more, maybe turn it into a more full project. But again, it's another one you can play right in your browser, um, and again, the fact that it has this functionality to build levels and share them online with others to check out, like, uh, it, it's just so cool. I, I, I'm blown away by this, like the feat that they've accomplished, to be honest, like it's really, really impressive on top of the fact that it's a really awesome game 
with a really cool art style and a really banging soundtrack. But I know we all checked it out. What what did you guys think of this one? I know I'm obviously I, you probably know what I think. <laughs> the the banging soundtrack is no joke. I yeah, want to throw it that has been out in my the, head. The, I I have been walking yeah. around just going. Boba, 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 <laughs> all day long. <laughs> yeah, I went and uh, I actually grabbed uh, Connor's uh, soundtrack on nice. Bandcamp because I'm like, oh, this is my jam. Like, I'm it's into like this. an EP. Like, it's a legit EP. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I, these songs, like multiple tracks, stuck in my head, and like to the point where I think a soundtrack can really propel a game forward. I know, really, like controversial opinion there, but uh, <laughs> if it didn't have a soundtrack, like I think that's like I played through this game twice just last night, and I don't have a lot of time to play through games. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think a big factor why is like everything about this feels polished, but like the soundtrack in particular just really like propelled me forward to like added to my enjoyment, added to like the energy that like I feel this game has. What a great word. Energy uh, yeah. is the perfect word. Yeah. Just like naturally, it has energy. Yeah. yeah. that That's exactly what I was thinking. Like when I was playing through, I think I got through 14 levels. So I didn't play through the whole like batch of levels that come it's with tough. the game. <laughs> like halfway. Like, man, uh, the the tunes themselves were really good. But like, at, I think they also, yeah, gave me the motivation where like, I feel like I'm not I'm not a huge fan of like precision platformers and like massacre like platforming games. Right. So there were a few levels where I was just like, God, this is a, a bit rough, even like that early on in the game. Yeah. Yeah. But, like there's some tough ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, just listening to the music was honestly enough to like keep me going. I was like, yeah, I could I can sit through this song a couple more times before <laughs> yep. I, I give up, give up. And then the song and would keeps change. Shifting and I would every, go like, exactly, All right, maybe yep. I can do a few more levels. So mm -hmm. so that was good yeah. in itself. But like I haven't delved into the uh, level editor part, but I did download Tom Petty, your level, ah, Kevin. Oh, yeah. And yes. like, all, like, also, that I think introduced a couple mechanics that I hadn't <laughs> been introduced to yet in the main game. So that the was The bubble cool one, perhaps, itself. or the missiles, perhaps. I had gotten to the missiles. missiles are tough. The <laughs> missiles are really tough. I so didn't get tough. to the keyed platforms. Oh, ah, I see. Yeah, I can, it's kind of like an instant key trigger. There's kind of mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's basically we haven't talked too much about the mechanics, really, other yeah. than it's like a fast sort of fast paced puzzle platform where people are definitely speed running this um, or trying to already like beating it in under five minutes, which is <laughs> absurd yeah. or maybe not under five minutes, but get it right right around there. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, people are just going nuts. But it's kind of like it's pretty simple. Like there's not a lot to it. There's basically buzz saws everywhere. And there's a key you have to grab on every level and then you it'll open a door and then you have to go through the door and then there'll be these bubbles on the level that will when you're inside of them stop time. There's nothing you can do as like a character other than jump and wall jump, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of scale up the wall like of course, sort of like in Celeste, like up the same wall or you can jump back and forth. Right. But it, it's not strictly a back and forth like Mario. Right. Um, but yeah, they're just like. I don't know that that bubble mechanic, like eventually they start introducing moving bubbles and moving saws. And, oh, yeah. 
all that stuff. And again, in the level editor, you can do all that stuff yourself. The only thing you can't do is like add the little like flourishes of like, oh, there's a cafe in the background or, mm. oh, there's like a little, yeah. you know, just the little like extra cute touches. Right. But it um, still but other looks than that, gorgeous just with the stocks tile oh, sets. Oh, yeah. It's insane. It's like kind of this one bit like it actually almost looks like a like when you're looking at a bubble and it has that like rainbow effect. Yeah. Uh, when you see it like catch a certain light, like it kind of looks like that. It like kind of warps over time. Like it's really kind of just black and white, but then the white will like warp into different colors. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, even the bubbles kind of have like a warble to them. Like, I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, and the level editor, just to mention, it has its own song, Ooh, by the way, guys, yeah. when you're editing levels, it has a new track nice. that you guys may, well, you probably heard it, Randall, yeah. if you picked up the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's, uh, it's, and it's perfect. Cause every time you beat a level in the, well, maybe you did hear it real quick, John. Cause after you beat a level, when you, after you play one online, it goes to that, it like goes right to the well, level. Well, I haven't editor, beaten so Tom Petty, so I no, certainly oh. haven't heard that. <laughs> I oh, come on either. guys. Like, no, no like, thing, was, like I am not a precision platformer no, that type of guy. Sadistic. So as I was playing I beat it that, with I was the like, keyboard. how the yeah. hell did you beat this? Good like, for you. I beat it with the keyboard. <laughs> Uh, and you know how I feel about keyboard <laughs> controls. I, I wanted to make sure that I told our buddy Morcalb, who's like trying to speed run every level and speed, like we mentioned, speed running the game. Um, and he's actually got a couple cool. Le- like he made, I did a stream the other night where I've been actually been streaming this game a bunch. And because there is this like uh, constant updating fact or feature of the game, like where people are making levels. For example, uh, Dalton Levy, who goes by Lizard online, um, he is the pixel artist. He's already made. There's 32 levels in the game. He's made 16 levels and they're all awesome. Oh, they could have been in the game. Like the whole time while I was streaming, like our buddy Dev Dwarf, who was working on self, he made a level while I was nice. streaming. And then he was like, hey, I uploaded it. Like yeah. I was like, yeah, hey, I'm getting a little tired, guys. He was like, hey, he jumped on the stream and I was like, oh, I guess I got to keep going. He's making a level. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, more Cal, He goes by Morky. He made a really cool level called Void. Our buddy Purple Thickman made a bunch of cool levels. That's We're actually so going to cool. do a stream. Uh, this weekend, uh, it'll be long gone or long done by the time this episode comes out. But I'll put a link to it in the episode description. Yeah. But we're going to do a stream where Purple Thickman, who makes awesome levels, he's made like five or six that are really, really cool. He's going to make a bunch of levels on the stream while I hang out. And then I'm going to play them after the fact yeah. uh, without I'm not going to watch. I'm just going to hang out in the chat and then play them and then play a bunch of other levels from the team because people are just they're, they're already modding this game it's it's crazy it's crazy and again they're doing this in the web build i don't know yeah. did you guys play the web build or did you play it did you download like the actual like, i played it through exe itch. file or whatever yeah i just did the the browser browser version on my mac uh nice yeah that's all i did and i it plugged played, in and, a and it, ps4 controller and it just worked perfectly well in browser with that Ooh, nice and it's again that full like it's just a jump button. That's it. There's yeah. no dash. There's no anything fancy with your character. It's all about like the progression of the levels. I'm such I, a I sucker thought- for that too, that like most of the complexity is in the level design and, and options you have there as opposed to on your character itself. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Like yeah. we didn't even talk about the, the white saw blades that if you're in a, the bubble that is also slowing time, the white saw blades won't hurt you while you're in that bubble, while the bubble still exists. Of course, it's the bubble is shrinking as you're in it, but you won't die, you know, in those instances if you can manage to like continue on out of that. So but the black well, saws will here's keep a, going. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, here's a little tip, though. When you're in the bubbles, the missiles will also not hurt you. Mm-hmm. Right. They'll so slow down. You're, you're totally invisible. But they, yeah, like pre- it, 
it's like super hot style. Like it pretty much stops time. Yep. I think it's still crawling forward a tad, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, it pretty much, pretty much stops time. And it's just, yeah, they've been working on this game for a while and it shows, it really oh, shows. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like even though they're looking to expand it more and I know what they mean by like, they want to make it a quote unquote full game. Um, it but feels I, it, feels, it feels mm-hmm. very much like a full package. Like uh, the only reason I say I'm, rooting for it is because i like to, them to make a full game or make i just want more of it <laughs> and i'm i'm happy to keep playing user levels but i'm also i i would love to just see more from the creators and see if they could maybe add a couple new like maybe an enemy or not an enemy per se but add more to the level design mm-hmm. that could you know ramp things up or just change up things like have different kind of worlds that have different types of puzzles yeah i, I think there's a lot lot of potential there big time yeah yeah, and I, I wanted to mention real quick, since we're kind of talking precision platformers, there was another game I played. I know I said last week, I think, that we were not going to talk anymore Ludumdar 48 on the podcast, but uh, I've been known to tell a lie before, so... <laughs> um, I don't even know why I you said to, that. <laughs> what's that? I don't even know why you said that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was just, it was dumb of me. It was very dumb of me. Uh, but this one, I'm just going to give a real quick shout out. Um, it's called Tailspin, and it's from Team Bugulon. Nice. I had actually checked out another game from them from a game maker's toolkit game jam um called tricky keys it looks like a really like kind of windows 95 platformer where you like control the cursor as your character it's really really cool um but this game uh it kind of has like some drill dozer vibes like you control this little bird that has like a drill mechanic that you can through certain like dirt Part. It's like a again a side scrolling platformer. Yeah, made for the Ludenberg Game Jam in seventy two hours. There's like twenty four levels. There's like a bonus world. It is the most Jeez. polished game. It took me an hour to play through. Wow. There's like bonus, like I said, bonus collectibles, and it's kind of like DK Donkey Kong Country, uh, like the new Donkey Kong Country Returns games. Like you have yeah. to get all the sk- there's like gems on each level you can collect them all, and then there's a hidden scarab or kind of like a tough to get scarab on each level that Ooh, you can grab. It. And then if you get enough of those throughout the game, you might even have to get all of them in the first four worlds. It'll unlock a fifth world or maybe it's three and then four, but whatever. It unlocks a bonus world of a bunch more levels. And it's just like the coolest, like this drill mechanic. Like once you're there's a bunch of games that kind of work like this. Once you're drilling into the dirt, you'll go all the way down until you are either through that dirt or you can drill either. You can't drill upwards, but you can drill left, right or down. Um, and there's a, it gets like really puzzly, like later on, like almost like space skulls, Randall, you're like going through like, oh, uh, like it. long, like mazy things and like, oh, I got a key over here and now I got to go all the way wrap around yeah. back through the level, wrap around like, level stuff. I love it. It's crazy. Like the game is so polished that it's unbelievable. If it released on switch for like five or 10 bucks, wouldn't even bat an eyelash. Nice. Like I, I, it's, it's insane how polished this is. So just keep an eye on team Bugulon. And keep an eye on these game jams. They're just, I'm going to mention a few more game jam games later, but uh, why don't I toss the ball over to uh, Randall here and talk about some uh, some of what you and Tina have been playing lately. Yeah, playing more video games. So Yes, a little co-op. <laughs> this time on, on Game Pass. So and we love our Game Pass. Nice. Here. It's been And it's been a while since we've given Game Pass a little shout. I know. But uh, this one has actually been on Game Pass maybe even since the launch. It's been because uh, it yep, just... Yep, it was day one, yeah. Yeah, it just launched the basically end of 2020. I'm talking about Fogs today. Nice. Which, uh, if I were to pitch this, it's like if you remember the Nickelodeon show Cat Dog. Mm. <laughs> uh, but both sides are dogs uh, sans limbs. 
Uh, but then they can also do a stretch Armstrong thing where they can stretch out in opposite directions uh, to uh, do fun puzzle mechanics. Like so, Noby Noby Boy style? Yes, kinda? very much okay. Noby Noby Boy style in nice. the, the body of, of the characters and the whimsy. Uh, yeah, there's some nice some influences there, maybe. It's it looks really like charming, like really bright, yes. cheerful. I play the tiny bit of it and it, it I was just like, this feels like it needs to be a co-op game. And it does have online co-op, so I, oh, I just haven't cool. had the opportunity, but I didn't realize really cool. That. That's yeah, cool. I, I noticed that when I was like I was really shocked by that because so many games don't have that. Even games that like really need it. But this one, I guess it because it is so heavily a co-op experience, at least it seemed to me. But uh did it feel that way on your end, Randall? Uh, yeah, I, I think like definitely the propelling factor for me is playing this co-op because, you know, that's it's a double sided dog, two dogs, you know, one body. And if you play co-op, <laughs> then, then you control, you know, either side of the dog thing. So you both it's like get, a worm dog, kind of. Yeah, you both get a, a side of the worm dog face. Uh, what's fun, too, uh, in this cute world is, you know you can uh bark uh so like <laughs> you have one interactive button on the shoulder essentially and if you're not interacting or grabbing something with your dog mouth you bark a la uh the button press you could do in Mario Party games when you're playing yes. with your friends and you just want to make nice. the sound effect over and over again <laughs> just be the worst <laughs> yes that's that's my favorite in Mario Golf <laughs> and just jeering people so that's a big value add to me. Uh, yeah. To Tina. Well, when you're playing co-op, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, as Kevin kind of mentioned, like the world of this is so colorful and vibrant. It's like that is it's really like it's it's fun and comfortable to be in. It's it's definitely has more of like a laid back, vibrant, colorful, cartoony type of atmosphere um that that's definitely up both tina and i's alley quite a bit too uh yeah and just like they call this sleep world is where you're kind of exploring so you're going through and there's a lot of like mattresses and pillows and like stuff you know pillows and corners and stuff and there's like bears sleeping everywhere and it's just <laughs> it's very adorable um <laughs> it it takes it nice a phrase i haven't said in a while on here but yeah it's it, been a minute it falls under that category um okay but ultimately i would classify this as kind of like a puzzle adventure platformer even though you can't jump um it, okay it definitely you know you're kind of going through these levels uh, and there's there's verticality mostly through like ramps and bridges that you have to like turn on and off or sometimes there'll be like rings that you can grab with your dog mouth. And then as one person grabs the ring, the other person detaches from whatever they're attached to to like swing around to grab the next ring a la monkey bar style to like nice. go over a gap or whatever. And it's pretty physics-y, right? Yes. Like, yeah, because that, that was the tough part because when you're playing single player, you got to use both joysticks yes. and controlling both dogs. It was just so, as soon as I got to the very first part of like having to, Right, right on the first level, they're like teaching you that swing mechanic. Yeah. And I was just like, yep, this game is just meant to be played co-op or at least I can't do this. You know, it, certain yeah. games like Brothers, I can maybe pull mm. it off because you're kind of solving a puzzle at a time or yeah. whatever. But I, this was like, yeah, this is too action oriented, even though it's kind of slow paced. Yeah. And casual, but like I, I can't execute these maneuvers. Yeah. And a lot of the fun and whimsy is the fact that you're both basically controlling one character, but two, you know. It's like tug of war. Almost. Yeah, it is big time. 
you know, yeah. and you know, thankfully Tina and I, we've been together a very long time. So we share a lot of the same <laughs> brain. So <laughs> we don't yeah. have a lot of the things that might frustrate <laughs> other folks if they were to play uh, a two headed worm dog creature <laughs> through these levels. Um, but we played through about three levels so far, which doesn't sound like much, but the levels are pretty long. They're kind of like multi-part dioramas that you're kind of going through. You know, you'll you'll go through and you'll try to collect these bones, which are kind of like the hidden currency bonus items through the level. But ultimately, you're just trying to get from one end of the level structure to the other to get inside this like dinosaur worm's mouth and he's sleeping. So sometimes you need to grab like an alarm clock thing to wake him up first. Then you go inside of his mouth and like zoom to the next part of the level. Uh, it's all very cute. Um, and and we've been having a blast with it. They're, they're starting to add new mechanics like... Uh, light is another factor where like you'll have to light lanterns by grabbing this like light orb source. Um, but again, only one, you know, you, you typically want one side of the dog to hold that light source and the other side then turns into like a flashlight. You can point at things which like, ah, there'll be invisible bridges that you can kind of see. And when you point the light at them, then the bridge appears for you to cross. There's a lot of okay. that sort of thing that happens too. So that's where a lot of the puzzly stuff comes in. We're having a blast, though. It's 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 a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it looks like a blast. I'm glad you guys are are having a good time. Yeah, we should maybe try to if if you're like if you end up loving it, yeah. we should maybe try to sync up online or something. Yeah, sometime. I'd be curious to see. Um, like, and not to say like if there was latency, that might get frustrating. But if there <laughs> oh wasn't. my god, yeah, because it's already <laughs> frustrating as is. Like, it, like in a good way, like yeah. meant to be. Like, it's like a game you're meant to kind of battle against the controls a little bit, like Katamari or something, or totally. You need to have a, a that sense of whimsy and a bit of humor and, you know, you can't take this one too seriously. Yeah. I'll yeah. That. Yeah. But it sounds cool. Like the, the puzzly mechanics are more than I thought. Oh, yeah. Of, I yeah. Guess. There's a lot going on. And, and again, we're only three levels in. It seems like there's a lot more than that. So they keep throwing new mechanics at us. So, yeah, I'm, I definitely want to play more of this. Nice. Yeah, well, I got a I got a couple more, like I said, game jam entries that I wanted to mention real quick. And before I get into those, I do. I forgot to mention on Tailspin when you don't drill through the dirt, when you drill into a wall, that's how you do a wall jump in that game. Mm-hmm. It's so clever. You like kind of bounce off in a weird way and do like kind of a backflip. It's just like oh, it's such a clever mechanic how it's utilized. It's oh, Tailspin is so good. You got to play it. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so hype on all the games we're talking about today. Like Boba is, I know I've, I'm hyperbole King, but like Boba is up there for my game of the year. And I, don't worry. I haven't, I haven't forgotten about meow. And, uh, there was one more game I mentioned as well earlier in the year that was a contender. That's I am, I am drawing a blank on that one at the moment. Um, but <laughs> this other game as well, die in the dungeon, Ooh. uh, same deal. It's actually getting updates just like Boba. It was made for the Brackies game jam. If I'm not mistaken, I think this one was made over a week. So a little bit longer time. I might be incorrect on the jam, but it definitely was made over the course of a week and a pretty decent sized team, but it's kind of a combination of, and we haven't played this yet, or I haven't. I don't think any of us have, but we need to get into Dicey Dungeons. Yeah. Oh, but from yeah. everything I can tell, this is kind of a combination of Slay the Spire and Dicey Dungeons. Nice. And I mm-hmm. if that sounds like I'm overselling it, I don't I don't think I am. I've I've probably dumped like 10 hours into this game in the last few like in the last week or two. They just made an update like I recorded a video for it for the YouTube and then they made an update or they just published an update right after that. 
that added a ton of the features that I was saying, oh, I wish it had this. Like before you couldn't pick which enemy you were attacking. Um, but basically like and now you can like it would just like auto select like I don't know if it was I don't know how it calculated if it was the highest health or how it did it. But you just didn't have a choice in the matter. Hmm. But you're kind of working your way floor through floor and you get five dice like you start with like it's like a deck building dice game. Again, kind of like the games we mentioned before. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, again, called Die in the Dungeon, just to not confuse it since I mentioned like five games already. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you roll like five dice and they give you like two basic attack. They get, I think you get like two or three attack dice to start, uh, two or three block dice, a healing dice, and then uh, a couple of boost dice, which are like so you have this like tablet you can place. You have three uh like points you can spend and you have this tablet that's like a three by three grid essentially if it were if it were rotated uh 45 degrees it would just be like a a square three by three grid but it's on like a 90 degree angle and then like each tile has these like connecting lines between it and that's how many like spaces are between them so like if you have a boost dice you get, get like a if you get a two boost dice you put that in the center or you put that in a space on this tablet this like three by three tablet and then any dice that's two spaces away from that will get plus two added to that. Oh and then boy. you can upgrade these dice over time. You can discard these dice over time. You end up getting dice that are like heavy dice. So like if you have a plus four boost, it'll be a heavy dice and it'll, so you can only place three dice per turn. You have three, you have three and maybe if you get further, maybe they'll add this in. I don't know. But for now, you can only spend three points per turn or like you play three dice. Okay. But you might get a hollow dice that doesn't cost any points to play. So you can play four that turn nice. or the heavy dice that I mentioned. So if you put a, f- a plus four boost, which this is after you've like leveled up and got deeper into the game, you get a plus four boost. It's tougher. You can't. So if you get a plus three boost, you might be able to multiply or I keep thinking they're multiplying, but it's just addition. But you might be able to add it to multiple dice. Whereas, like, if you get the plus four, you have to place it in a tile that's four spaces away. So there's only one tile that you can place. There's only one dice you can boost with that. So it gets really deep into the strategy. And especially now that they pick, they added the ability to add, like, or to pick, like, which character you want to attack. And then those heavy, I keep, I keep not finishing that thought. The heavy dice <laughs> will, like, they'll stay on the board. So, like, if you, if it's a plus four, It'll then stay in the same place, but it'll now be a plus three boost dice or maybe it's a heavy attack. So it's a three attack. Now it's a two attack hmm. and you're just trying to work your way through floors and it really gets strategic. Like your your healing dice are crystal. So like you can only use them once per battle. Like okay. and then you'll get some of the dice will be crystal. Some of them will be uh, there's a bunch of different upgrades. And this last pass was like one more polish pass. They've done a couple polish passes since the jam. And then they're now thinking of like, hey, we're doing like a big content update next with like, I don't know what they're planning on updating, but like this game has some massive potential. Like you could easily play it with touch controls. I was actually playing it on my phone, even though it says Unity builds don't work on your phone. It worked fine on mine. It was like a little laggy, but like it worked. So like I was just like, man, if I if I could play this on my switch and just drag these dice around and like I didn't even mention the fucking amazing pixel art. Like, I think you guys have I've, yeah. I've been posting it nonstop. It's, it's got this like just super cute, like almost like paper Mario yeah. pixel art style. Yep. Um, and the, the super cute frog. But then I was like brainstorming like I was streaming it and we were like, what if they added like another character class or multiple character classes or things that would be like, oh, what if this enemy like puts a block on the dice uh, or on your tablet where you can't place a dice in this spot or there's just there's so much potential in this somewhat simple idea that 
I really think this game is going to go places. So I, I, I'm really excited to see what they do next. And I really think this is yet another contender for one of my favorite games of the year. Like I said, I've spent almost uh, like 10 to a dozen hours on this game. So we'll, we'll see what, we'll see how we feel or we'll see how I feel at the end of the year. Um, and then I did just want to give a quick shout out since I just mentioned the art. There's this game called town seek that was also made for a game jam also over the course of a week. I've also been spamming this one in the Discord, so I'm sure you guys have at least seen the artwork. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is gorgeous. Like, they, and uh, apparently they had to hold their artist back. Like, they were just like, we can, we can, I was talking to them. They popped in while I was streaming the game, actually. I just happened to check it out uh, after they posted a new update. And now they're looking, like, they weren't planning on it, but uh, now they're, like, updating it even more. They keep talking nice. about adding uh. more stuff. I've been hanging out in their Discord. Did either, you, you guys didn't get a chance to play it, no? No, not yet. No, okay, yeah. just saw it. Well, <laughs> Yeah, it's and it's like the most chill game there is. Like you're basically just flying a zeppelin around. Uh, it's like inflatable shark zeppelin, and you're flying around, going from like village to village or like settlement to settlement, and bartering. Like there's two different types of currency, and it shows you like, oh, is this a better? De- is this? It's basically just green or red. It's pretty simple. Like it's just like is it green or red? Is this a better deal? But it's just like a stunning world. The travel explore. It's got a great sense of humor. Like there's like there's this big like watchtower or a, a clock tower. And I was like, oh, Big Ben. And then I go up to it and it's like, oh, big wristwatch. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it's really silly. It's made by whales and games. And they have a they actually had another Ludum Dar game uh, nice. that uh, is getting a bunch of uh, traction. I think it's called like Vast Trivia of the Void or something like that. It's almost like a Mario Party trivia game. Um, really, really. It, and again, the polish level is insane. <laughs> it's insane. Um, but yeah, Town Seek just definitely, and you can play it right in your browser, but you can go fishing from your Zeppelin. You can get all different types of Zeppelins. Nice. It's, uh, it's really fun. It's John, it's very much a you game. I think I you guys will both it, enjoy it, but it's very much a John game. It looks, but like I've been one, wrong yeah. before. I've been wrong before, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, why don't I toss it over to you, John? And what have you been playing? I think a lot of, I've been playing a John game for sure uh, <laughs> that we talked about previously on the podcast uh toho luna nights which is uh, the metroidvania spinoff of the shmup series (laughs) yes and like when you were first explaining it on the podcast like it just sounded everything like i really wanted like all these different time control mechanics and different up like grades that you would get for like you would be able to freeze time and then use the knives you threw which are your main weapon as platforms oh i love that Oh, uh, it's yes. so I much. I forgot of the, about that. Actually, I love. That. I didn't even play that much of the game. I, I'm like two hours in, probably two three hours max, and like it's I not, haven't played it a, since. But I was already seeing a ton of stuff. It's a very short game in comparison to other Castlevania or Metroidvania games. Mm-hmm, like, good. There are six areas in the game. Uh, spoilers, okay. I guess. If you, uh, that's okay. You really yeah, want to go in with no info on this, but. Uh, it's very for a game that is very complex in terms of like the puzzles that it gives you and like the different time control mechanics, like, you know, platforms that are highlighted in different colors behave differently. Like what, like some of them only move when time freezes. Some of them move backwards when time freezes. Uh, so there's almost a, like we talked about in Boba a little bit. Yeah. Like there's just a bunch of like really, really good puzzles, but also like basically every room is either 
like you're attacking enemies or solving a puzzle. There are basically no like I wouldn't call them like fat rooms, but like there every room is like very deliberate and like serves an exact purpose, either like throwing enemies or throwing a puzzle at you. Nice. And so it is like yeah. a relatively small map in that regard, but like it is I was I was telling Randall before the podcast, like this game has I've died a few times in it, like not as much as like say uh I would say like Hollow Knight like was a lot more frustrating in terms of like dying more often, but like yeah, sure. this this game I have never felt frustrated with like every wow. single death has like been immediate me like I can I can do this I can come back and I can like beat this either this like puzzle or this boss and it's such a satisfying feeling that i really haven't gotten from a metroidvania like right typically i do take my time and kind of explore like i was i just played through uh circle of the moon and yeah also like we were talking about this in the discord like i had my save file for uh metroid fusion had like got lost in uh, like a, a transfer and you know what i was i had just played it like a couple weeks ago and i was like you know what i'll play it again like i don't <laughs> care like i'll, I'll boot that game up right from the start and play it over and like it's that's awesome though it's it, great like, i play i get so many different things now from so many different like games in the genre in a way that i really didn't have before like i basically had metroid and castlevania and those right. were the only two genre or like series that ever did it and so like i was those really are the pillars to how those yeah. games approached it and i mean they, yeah they literally named the genre after right. <laughs> after those two franchises <laughs> and like i i know like there was the i don't wouldn't necessarily call it like the renaissance in like the late 2000s right but like people were a lot of indie developers were starting to make them and like they were all like decent i the ones that i played i like i never really had one that was as good in my mind as like metroid or castlevania but like basically since we started this podcast i have played so many that are just as good in my eyes or yeah. like dang do stuff that in a very interesting way that I don't get from like the, those main series. Like we've talked about chasm. Yes, before, baby. And yeah. First one chasm that came to mind. A really well, satisfying almost, progression. Yes. It almost sounds like you're describing like a more action packed chasm with like, cause I think we could like when you said like the fat of this game or like how this game doesn't have any of that. Like, I think we said with chasm, like, Oh, like there's the rooms you like kind of have to do. And then like the stuff that's kind of stitched between is, is not the fat, but that's like what changes in the procedural generation yeah, sort right. of aspect. But it doesn't like all the puzzles, you do everything kind of the same. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not a knock on the game. That's an awesome feature of the, of the game. Oh, yeah. But like, it sounds like this was like more like almost like Gato Roboto, the way you're describing it. Like, nope. hey, there's these six areas. Not even And you, you plow through them. Because <laughs> it's a good game. I, I know it's not the same. <laughs> oh. I, they're both great games. There, maybe one's not a great Metroidvania <laughs> in your eyes. Because I will agree that, that, that Gato Roboto is basically like five levels that are like just in four corners and then uh, the next the final level sort of you know it's like they are they are very separate mm -hmm. um you are getting new abilities but it's not 
it's just get letting you do the next section of the game. It's right. very straightforward level progression. Yeah, but like where uh, Tohu lets you explore a little bit. It sounds. Oh, it, it's a lot of backtracking. Like the way that like the levels are interconnected. It is kind of more like a traditional Metroidvania in that respect. But like, oh, one of the things that I was thinking about for the game that uh, the I meant the I have gotten. A hundred percent of the items and power-ups and all the secrets, and I am at ninety-nine percent on the map, and all I have Ooh. left is the secret it's not really secret, it's the extra boss after the like story. So I've beaten the game, seen credits, yeah, and then there was an extra level that they added after the release. I'm not sure at what point after it was released it came out, but nice. Um I've I'm at the very final, final boss because there is all even multiple bosses in the extra area, which is great. Uh, like, and again, I've probably put. Well, only, you want more? Yeah, I've probably only put like ten hours into this game. Oh, that sounds beautiful. You're making. I'm gonna play more of this. It's, for sure. it's, it's so pretty so too. good. Ugh. But like the last few bosses, like you can a hundred percent see that this came from a shmup. Like <laughs> that you are. All, all of the projectiles that are being launched by the bosses are behave in those different time, like, or have those different characteristics that, like, when you freeze time, they control differently. So, like, you'll have a wave okay. of uh, projectiles that will be either purple or yellow. So you need to, like, align uh, yourself up underneath yellow because when you freeze time, those will go in reverse and open up a gap that you can jump between and, like... Oh, nice. The, the graze mechanic <laughs> where like you. If oh, you, yeah. Like that's what I was thinking was like the most shmup influenced in the little bit that I played was like, OK, because that's like a thing that they use in a lot of bullet hell shmups is like get close to the projectiles and you like charge up a a power meter. Yeah. And your chart, you you when you don't freeze time, it will heal you and recharge your mana nice. and time. But if you do freeze time, it'll only recharge your mana and time. So okay. like you have to like either be and you can level up that time like how much time you have. It's oh man, it's so good. Like at the end, I'm just like managing like in between dodging like these bullet hell like waves of things just coming at you. I'm like, all right, I've got more mana, so I'm gonna be dodging these in real time, or I've got a full clock. I need to be dodging these like while time is fr like frozen. Man, like uh. Sounds but this awesome. the the fact that you're like this doesn't sound like I know I said town seek like sounds like a John game like this the way you're describing this sounds like I'm fucking pumped but it doesn't sound like a John game this I'm surprised doesn't you sound like, like it so a much game but like <laughs> like you're like oh man I'm just dodging bullet hells left and right I'm like man what do you John likes this game <laughs> I, like, but I'm I'm so to make, pumped to play give it all shmups gravity and yes. make sure that I can go enter a room and exit it at any time. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the charm in this game is really great. I mean, I didn't again, I'm not as far as you are, obviously, but like the, all the even like the save points that like I don't remember exactly, but isn't it like a tele like a pay phone or something? It's and a like, pay phone and it's a uh the health there that's just to save the game but to regenerate your health yeah. it's a vending machine nice and yes a, a thing to get a hundred percent and there aren't achievements in on the switch version so there's not even a reason for me to do this but you will like throw a can like on the ground 
in, after you use a vending machine, but there yeah. are garbage cans near the vending machine and some of them are placed in weird places and you have to, you can freeze time and position yourself so that you throw the can in the garbage can <laughs> yes, and please. it just changes the garbage can from red to green. Yes. And that's, that's all it does. Amazing. It doesn't give you anything. You oh, get so just a little goody. Just a little goody. Satisfying. Yes. And plus, you don't know, but you don't know what might happen if, if once you beat this final, final oh, boss. Yeah, I get the trash. You don't know ending. what you might get rewarded with. They're going to be like, hey, you're a piece of trash. Trash bonus. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. oh, that's amazing. But no, you have me so sold to yeah, play some more. Like it's incredible. It's that constant deal of like, oh, the next new thing came out or honestly, the next new. I was playing this one on Game Pass and like the next new thing got added to Game Pass and I just jumped onto it. And in my head, I assumed it was like going to be this really long Metroidvania. So like just because most of them, they, I feel like they kind of at least shoot for like a 30 hour experience unless they're specifically doing like the Gato Roboto bite size thing. So I mean, I, I, I just kind of presumed when I first opened up that map, like I was like, ah, oh, this looks so tiny. And then like as I was playing it, I was like, you know what? Like. This was the exact length this game needed to be. Right. Like, I'm glad that it was, like, you know, who knows how many hours it's going to take me to beat the final boss. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be playing another 10 hours. <laughs> Add another 10, that. yeah. But, like, yeah. this is the exact length that I feel like it needed to be. And, like, I've, I've just been so satisfied in, a, like, a way that I really haven't gotten from the genre. That's amazing. Nice. Yeah, like from first glance, I never played this. I had downloaded on Game Pass, but now it's only on Game Pass for PC. But it, at first glance, you can I'm do like, cross platform if you have Ultimate. You can do cross platform. Like oh. you can still download it in some weird roundabout way. I okay. forget how you do it, but you you can do it for All most right. games. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, but yeah, we'll look like, into it. At first glance, I'm like, oh, you know, it just looks like a Symphony of the Night clone. Like that's a bad thing. Yeah. It's not. Like right. I absolutely love. <laughs> but Symphony we've played of the enough Night, of them. Like, we've played enough of them, though. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll put it on the list of like the curiosity games that I'm definitely going to get to at some point in theory. You know, mm -hmm. but you explaining yeah. this, it's way more than that, and it's exactly up my alley. Like especially being a contained, deliberate ten hour experience Perfect with all length. these mechanics. Like, oh my god. Yeah. And that's with you doing everything. That's right. like if, yeah. if you feel compelled which I to would. do every last thing. Which I would do it. In a lot of these games, if it does feel tightly designed like that, yeah, I'm yeah. compelled to do as well. Yes. Um, and you'll be happy to know as well, John, that there's another game very similar. It's not part of the Tohu series, but from this same team. I don't know the name of it, Ooh. but Zandan mentioned it in our Discord at some point. And I'll put a link to it in the episode description here so we don't have to look it up on the spot. But um, there's definitely another game, or at least I'll put a link to this team's like website or whatever. Was it um, I think it's like Project Ladybug or something like that. I forget. I forget what their name is. But anyways, I know Zandan mentioned a game in the in the pod. And we mentioned Zandan on the podcast a while back. He makes some indie games of his own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he recommended that one highly and said it was also kind of a short and sweet Metroidvania. So nice. Kind of in that same vein. So nice. There's more where that came from, apparently. Hell yeah great nice but uh i think we could probably wrap things up for the video game talk this week guys yeah yes, nice well uh as always you can find us on the internet at pursuingpixels.com and for pretty much everywhere else you can find us at linktree slash pursuing pixels that'll have links to like the youtube the twitch the instagram the twitter we've been doing a lot but we've been a lot more active lately across the board so yeah. uh yeah hit us up hit us up in the discord um yeah we got links to all that stuff so yeah thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next week and take care bye bye bye
they did Lodos, which is another the long street, right? It's a weird fucking series to make into it's, a Metroidvania. Lodos, Wait, what is that's that a like different a, series? That was like a Japanese series. Yes. I, I just like I took one glance at it when he showed when Zandan showed it and it was like, oh, okay, it looks like an anime themed Metroidvania. Fan, yeah, it's a fantasy novel series. And okay. it's mostly been RPGs. Record of Lodos War. Am I on the right track there? Yes, that sir. Type? Oh wow. And then they made a fucking Metroidvania. Which is, he said it was good. He like he definitely recommended no, it highly. I've seen reviews for this that have also said it's very good. But what the f- like? Why is like this team making weird? Like it's like if they made a Game of Thrones fucking <laughs> Metroidvania. 